Hello, hello. I apologize for interrupting your listening experience. However, today I want to talk to you about Tenfold Counseling Group, a practice based in Kansas City, dedicated to providing local counseling services to adolescents and adults. At Tenfold Counseling Group, they believe that counseling is not about fixing what's wrong with you, but rather about gaining insight and equipping yourself with the tools to thrive. Be encouraged that you found a top-rated therapist in Kansas City, Missouri, who is passionate about supporting you on your journey, meeting you where you are. At Freedom Project, we we get a lot of questions around therapy, and as a advocate-based agency, we want to make sure that we are matching all of these questions to the right therapist. That's why we we partner with Tenfold Counseling. If you have any question, please there's a link below. Answer the questionnaire, and we will match you to a therapist for you. Again, I apologize for interrupting. You may get back to your episode. Bye. Hello, hello. My name is Abraima Abraham Cisse, and I am the founder and chief empathy officer of the Freedom Project. Uh, today, um, I am just following up on my previous episode. Um, so I believe that's episode three or two of season two. Um, I need I need to do do my best to remember my episodes because usually I do this rep uh, this episodes and I post them and I go on my day. Uh, and in a, in a week or two, I'll get back on and respond to questions because I get a lot of questions. And if you're new here, uh, the Freedom Project is a multicultural impact creative agency that's designed to help people find therapy, uh, get access to therapy, and also uh, be be able to match people to the right therapist. That's our internal goal, but on a on a societal or on a global goal. We're working on changing the way the education system is set up. So basically helping uh, uh, schools to develop a curriculum that requires kids to learn about mental health. Um, uh, so today I want to talk about my previous episode. Um, I, 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 you know, talked about Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl uh, and how how that has uh, been such a good thing for the city, you know. I remember looking out the uh, out my window that that uh, February 11, and seeing people celebrating, uh, seeing how connected people were, and people were you know just for a very long time coming together in Kansas City, and supporting one thing, and it was a beautiful thing because uh, Kansas City and love football, you know, and, and and I think it's not even about the football itself; it's about what football brings, you know. It, it connects us and it gives us that opportunity to connect with one another. Uh, so there's no walls created, you know, there, there's nothing happening that's making sure that we are not achieving that unity, that connection. Um, I, I, I did this episode, uh, I believe the night of Super Bowl or the following day, uh, early in the morning actually. And um, Literally, you know, I, I talked about just the violence in Kansas City, which I've been talking about on this podcast since the creation of it. Uh, and and on that night of the, the, the parade, uh, Shalasta rally, um, you know, we, we had some really, really unfortunate news, um, which, um, you know, on February 14, you know, something that, that was created uh, to be a day of 
you know, of celebration, which unfortunately turned into a day of mourning for the city. Um, and the senseless violence, <laughs> you know, at the parade, uh, you know, left, unfortunately, one person dead. Uh, and, you know, this, this incident shocked a lot of people. Um, and the person di that died, her name is Lisa Lopez Galvin. I personally have had an opportunity to interact with her because I've worked with radios on a, on a few of our events. Uh, and, you know, she's a DJ, you know, you know, a mom of two. And unfortunately, she was shot with her kid. She died, but the child survived. Um, I can't even imagine the trauma uh, that that kid is currently experiencing and the whole family and the collective trauma that the city uh, is experiencing as a whole. So um, apart from her, you know, unfortunately losing her life, we also have 22 other individuals injured. And out of those 22, 11 were kids. And out of that 11, nine of those kids have, you know, they, they had gun wounds, gunshot wounds. Um, and especially me being someone who experienced physical trauma on your body, that stays with you for a very long time. Um, even today, you know, we made a few announcements uh, talking about our partnership with Tenfold Counseling, uh, which just happened at the perfect time. So we're, you know, in the comments or in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, there'll be a, um, a, um, uh, a quiz for you to, to just take answer because we want to understand where you are at so that we can find a therapist that can help you. Um, but yeah, so... Um, as I reflect um, on this strategy, uh, sorry, um, I'm losing my voice as I talk about this because it's a very heavy topic for me. But as I'm reflecting earlier this morning, um, you know, I want to honor the life lost, you know, and the families affected by this senseless, you know, act of violence. Uh, and, you know, even till today, you know, reports are coming out, we, you know, a lot of people don't know the full story or the shooter, like, or the shooters, uh, or, you know, what was the motive behind it? You know, there's been a bunch of articles coming out saying that there, uh, there were two juveniles that had a, you know, a, a silly argument that turned into this senseless violence and, and, um, which is very unfortunate because, you know, they're also kids that, you know, made really wrong choices and, uh, um, and I, and I think the work that I believe in the work that we're doing in trying to intervene at a very young age, so that we have kids growing up, making good decisions, being empathetic leaders, uh, and, and, and being aware of, you know, their actions and, and the consequences that comes with those actions. Um, so despite the darkness that, you know, surround us today in Kansas city, um, I just want to keep saying that our resolve remains unwavering as the Freedom Project. You know, after seven years, you know, you know, I, I and the Freedom Project have dedicated to rewriting the narrative, you know, driving change and creating a safer, more equitable community for all. And, and I know a lot of people say this, um, you know, equitable community for all. However, now more than ever, uh, we're, we're, we're committed to seeing this true, you know, no matter you know, the obstacle, you know, whatever resources needed, you know, we will figure out how to keep fighting this battle because having 22 people and a, and a crowd of one, almost a million people have this shared collective drama that does something to a society. 
and I, and I think now more than ever, we we should use every resource to make sure that the people are not left to to deal with this trauma by themselves. So, uh, and as far as the Freedom Project's mission for Kansas City, it, it has always been very clear, and, and I want to reaffirm it here again today, February seventeen. <sighs> Our mission is to drive education reform and update outdated programs to combat violence directly. And from, you know, making sure that we can reach 1.4 million students across 800 districts to make sure that communities um, are, are getting the tools, getting the resources they need for their communities, and then fostering development in affected neighborhoods, and I, I want to break this down a little bit because I know that's a lot of fancy words. But when I say drive education reform, what I'm saying is that the Freedom Project for the past four years, we've been fighting, you know, spending money to make sure that bill a, a bill that we, we we've been proposing to the state of Missouri is too expensive. It's taken me four years to accomplish this because I, I don't know why, but. I, I, I went into it thinking people will get this because I'm a parent. Most of the people I'm talking to are parents. I wrote a bill which is going to require for kids from K to 12 in Kansas and Missouri to learn about mental health from a very young age so that they can grow up with the resources to do good choices so that we can avoid the mass shooting that just happened by two juveniles that made stupid choices. This is what I've been proposing. And for some reason, no one took me on. And I have almost 14 different legislatures that are on it, but everything is being left to me, the funding, everything. Um, I've, I've, I've spoke to a few really good, you know, legislatures, their hands are tied as well. They don't, they don't, they don't have the resources to help, but they have the support to help. And I have to figure out how to make almost $100,000 just to make this bill happen. And mind you, I've spent so much money on the research already. I've, I've brought in the lawyers to make sure that they vet everything. But now that I'm submitting it to the Capitol, they have to bring in their own researches. I have to hire you know, an aide for two years to make sure that they keep, it's just too, too much, it's too rig. I'm trying to make something for our school system. We're all parents that are working on this, but everybody's just sending me invoices and I've paid almost half a million dollars of my own God dang money to make this happen, but still nothing is happening. And I'm screaming every day, I am emailing people and for some reason, uh, I feel like people feel like I am, uh, you know, I, I, I'm usually just being questioned. So you, you would think someone who have spent almost half a million dollars uh, uh, would have to trust it. So I don't necessarily understand. Is it because it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out, but this is one of the pillars of the Freedom Project, education. We want kids to learn about mental health at a very young age. I've been saying this over and over and over again. And sometimes when I speak at forums or I'm, or I'm brought in, into uh, a space to talk about this, people clap like, oh, this is revolutionary. No, it's not. There's been 20 different states that have already done this and nine already made it into law. And, I, and I've seen the data on those individual states that have already are doing this and the results that they're getting. And, and I'm breaking my back to make this happen. But for some reason, 
it's falling on deaf ears. And and if it's not, people want me to give him a lot of money. I know I wear a fedora, but like I'm not that loaded. I make decent money. I, I, I created a system where I can keep funding this through my companies to make sure that I no one waste my time. But at the end of the day, I'm one person trying to go against some, you know, a very co- complex system where I am a black dude. And, <laughs> you know, I, I try not to even acknowledge that I just focus on working, you know, either good or bad. I just keep going. I keep moving forward. But I see the comments just last week, I contacted the Department of Tourism and I pitched them, you know, this concept, hey, I'm doing a a conference. We're bringing all these, you know, these amazing people across the United States to Kansas City. We want to change the narrative in Kansas City, which I'll get more into that in a bit. Uh, But back to my example, we want to change the narrative. And I swear that this individual at the Department of Tourism told me in such a condescending way, Mr. Cisse, this is not tourism. Again, this is not tourism. Blah, blah, blah. Go and talk to the Department of Mental Health. It was, I've never, I've never felt such disrespect uh, after seven years of doing something and some rando uh, that, you know, felt like he was entitled to tell me that. Not knowing that this entire vision is to bring a national audience into Kansas City. That's a definition of tourism. But anyway, our, our one of the goals or the pillar is to have a mental health curriculum that's required by law for students in Kansas and Missouri to learn about mental health from K to 12. And the curriculum is age appropriate. So make sure that we are teaching kids as they are progressing so that we have more kids growing up saying, I want to be a, a, a psychologist. I want to be a therapist, all those different, you know, practices. And also we have, you know, good young kids growing up into adults that make good decisions. I believe that. Uh, and the, the other element which talks about the development uh, in effective neighborhood. I, I had a friend that was shot because uh, he happened to be driving in a very bad neighborhood. He was in his car, wind, windows tinted, and he was on his phone. Some guy walked up to him and killed him um, be- because uh, for some reason they, they mistaken him for someone else. Things like this happen all the time in Kansas City and across the United States. But Kansas City has been known for this. Like it's, I, I'm, I'm fearful of sitting in an unknown neighborhood in my car. I literally will, will, will literally freak out when I'm with someone and they just leave the car while I'm in it. And you, I, I follow them because I know someone very close to me got killed because of him being in his car with his phone on and someone thinking he was someone else. Uh, and my my second pillar with this Freedom Project is to change an ordinance that's already within the city. Uh, the city has an you know a very old ordinance dating back to 1986, and it's called the 1% Art uh, Program. Basically, what that does is that it funds art pro- programs across the city, uh, tapping into different development budgets. And I I tweaked it a little bit, and I'm saying. Let's use the same ordinance, but update it and use those same funds and build art districts, like physically build them in those districts that are known for gun violence and commission those kids in those neighborhood neighborhoods to come into those shops to build those art things that we see across Kansas City, like the hearts, all of these things. 
Number one, we, you know, we're doing so many things at one. We're motivating these kids to take on projects. We're motivating them to leave the streets and come inside art centers and build things. So they're learning trade. Uh, and then also we're making sure that they're distracted doing something good. It's uh, to me, this is all simple. We already have an ordinance in places. So it's been, it's been around since 1986 and needs to be updated. So this is the second pillar on the city level. So I have a state solution and a city solution, but um, I'm, I'm getting exhausted. Oh, cause almost seven years of yelling this. Uh, I don't know if you can tell in my voice, but the time for action is now and, and we cannot wait any longer. Um, whether it means, you know, advocating for policy change, optimizing initiatives, or even running for public office. Like I'm serious about this. I am committed to making a difference because the city deserves better. And we, and I am not going to rest until this mission happens. I'm, I'm very serious about this. So I can go on and on and on and on about this, but I, I think this is a good place to end it. And, and as I conclude this episode, um, I want to thank you for your continued support and dedication to this freedom project and the mission that we've been pushing and all the problems that we're, we're working on addressing, not trying. So I, I, I always start to, I, I try to remind, remind people when they tell me, oh, the things you're trying to do. I said, no, I'm not trying. It's seven years. That's not trying. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I believe we can turn tragedy into, into action, you know, darkness into light. So please, you know, I think the city right now needs us more than, more than anything, uh, in its advocates in its businesses in its all the corporations that are leeching off of the tax credits that they're getting in Kansas city and, um, uh, it needs it needs every person uh, all the sports advocates everyone yelling for sports like let's continue the advocacy please do not stop after one month of saying kansas city is strong okay let's let's drop the kansas city nice and actually be kansas city kind so that kansas city strong can mean something so i i i genuinely believe in this so please 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 let us let us not drop the advocacy Let's keep it going and just know that the Freedom Project is watching and we will make sure that the city get what it deserves because the city, the people here are amazing. You know, we have amazing people. Look, look at the sports. They show up for us. And now that they're all dealing with trauma, a, a collective trauma, they need us more than any time. So let's show up and keep the advocacy going. And again, um, I'm going to stop here because I can keep going over and over again, but I want to leave you guys with one thing. Uh, there's a cost. There's a human cost in everything we do when it comes to advancement. So remember this. Remember this, please. Let's make sure that we're sharing this cost together, especially what just happened. So again, do not let anyone, absolutely anyone steal your peace. Take care.